Welcome to Bottom Some Top. This is Ian. And I'm John. Hello. Um, Ian. Yes. Would you rather have a potential employer see your Twitter or your grinder? Oh, grinder. <laughs> For sure. Um, even though that may bring into question your date of birth. <laughs> because although Ian says he only lies about his weight on Grinder. He absolutely lies about his age as well. Oh my well, god. Which is a weird thing for a 22-year-old to do. That is, I am being dragged. I will not change my age until I hit 25. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I'm going to stay 21 for no reason. We are now the same age on Grinder. Yay. Not in real life, but on Grinder. <laughs> John just turned 21. I did. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um the most So did you already know that I would choose Grinder over Twitter? Yeah. Okay. I mean I would do the same. <laughs> I don't have anything to hide I, on Grinder. Yeah, I have a lot to hide on Twitter. Same. A weird dynamic that's developing between me and John and several of my junior friends is that I feel like I'm the mom and they're like my babies. And I don't know how John feels about that. I hate it. It's always been there. It's just I've recently started calling you on it. Yeah. You literally, Ian, I'm like, always... literally will, like, pinch my cheeks, and I'm like, can you not? We're I'm the always... same age on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just Treat like, me oh like my the adult God, that I am. It's so cute. <laughs> the glow up. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why I do it. I don't know. And yet I do it. Um, Ian and I, as some of you may know, both performed in the drag show last week. Oh, my God, yes. You are so good. You were amazing, too. But we knew you'd be amazing. No. I think you were really good at, like, shooting people's, like, expectations. Like, setting the expectation really low. Because last minute, you were like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Because I don't want to do something if I'm not prepared. Blah, blah, blah. So, I thought you were going to be trash. And I was ready to just, like, hold out a tissue at the end of your performance. But you killed it. Thank you. Um, There were ten ears of corn purchased for the performance. (laughs) Just as... Um, a sneak peek to anyone. If you email podcasts at the DP, we can get you the video. DP.com. I was concerned for people's health because he was actually throwing <laughs> it at, pe- at people. Yeah, I almost hit a couple people. But it was worth it. Um, <laughs> and, I... that... and at the end, <laughs> the last number where you almost choked on your <laughs> So, yeah. I was... And you fell, too. It was just so... <laughs> I... I was eating corn. The last number, like, all the queens came on stage and we were just, like, having a good time. And I had one of my corns. And I was eating it. And then I kind of ran out of kernels to eat. And I didn't know what to do. So I started just, like, eating the whole, like, stock or, like, the cob. And I realized that there, I, you can't eat it. So I just had huge chunks of it in my mouth. And I had nowhere to spit it out. So it just stayed in my mouth. And I, like, couldn't breathe. And my mouth was overflowing with corn cobs. There was, like, such fear in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the same fear that Mariah Carey has when her high notes are coming. It's like, am I going to live for this note? Oh like, my God. that's what it looked like. That's so true. Because I also was kind of sick, so my nose was stuffed. So, yeah. like, there was no air. And it was, like, falling. Like, I was really concerned. I, I fell twice. Once was, like... In the audience, so I was like, not that many people saw that one. But then in, on stage, in the middle of it, <laughs> just wiped much. out. Oh, That was funny. I loved it. It was fun, though. Yeah. Um, my body hair is growing back. Good. I, I used a nair. 
which How was. I was really concerned because you messaged me saying that you were going to do it. And then I thought, like, in 30 minutes, you'd be like, oh, it was so painless. But you didn't, like, update me for, like, an <laughs> hour, maybe two hours. So I was really concerned that you were doing it for an hour or two. And no. Then... Well, I did do, like, I did it, and it, it worked really well. It didn't hurt at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was just a couple patches left. And I was like, oh, well, it hurts so little. I'm sure a second application would be fine. And that is obviously where I ran into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I shaved my pubes and have, and got some cuts in the middle of it, mm-hmm. so I don't recommend it. And it's not prickly. It's just my pubes are angry. Don't do it. I, I trim my pubes and, but I, I did it with the intention of like shaving mm-hmm. or removing somehow, and so I did it very haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just like didn't get around to actually removing them. So it, it reminds me of like. I don't know, like, some movie where someone is, like, being held captive and they, like, give them, like, a chopped, like, buzz cut or something. Like, it's not a great look. Your pews are held captive. Yeah. <laughs> Let them run free. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the after party. The after party. My... You did a fabulous job. Thank you. I passed on the crown. Yes, the torch of... The torch. Queer... Queer party organizing. And... You did such a good job. Thank you. Um, Cody, who will be here later for Consent or No, was a fucking mess. Such a mess. He's also the most giggly drunk. I love him. I, I like, my friend, someone told me that, like, Cody's super wasted. Like, you should go, like, take, take care of him. So I ran in. Obviously, I'm drunk, slurring my words, too. And then, so I see Cody holding this cup, and I'm like... I, like, grab Cody, and I'm like, Cody, stop drinking. <laughs> and then Cody's just, like, giggling the whole time, hiding his face with his hands <laughs> yes. and whatever. Um, and I take the cup away, and then my friends are like, that's, that's water. <laughs> so I'm like, Cody, Cody, just drink this, just drink this. <laughs> um, Cody is in studio through a window looking at me, making eye contact. And I wasn't planning on telling you this. I don't know if you already know, but I did clean up your vomit that night. He had no <laughs> idea. He had no clue. Um, <laughs> he has bruises on his hips. He should know <laughs> that someone cleaned up after him. Um, but I like cleaning up vomit. I, <laughs> I did so much. I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese in high school. So it's like something that I'm very good at and used to. And it doesn't gross me out at all. Mm, and okay. so it, I, it's like when there's vomit to clean up, it's like I get to use that skill set. It's a really important skill set, yeah. I have to say. It this was, is coming from a nursing student. Cody had just eaten. And you the, could tell Joyce cut you this hate. out, but I just want to say it that don't cut it out. <laughs> Let the world hear. It was the food was like so, like undigested that it just smelled like food. And I, I was, bet it was like it was like kind of nice. Gre- <laughs> Ew! I know. I was like so grossed out, but I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like is this is Italian. Like <laughs> lots of vegetables. He has a healthy diet. He he does. <laughs> he inspires me. Um, I also loved. You've talked about this before, um, like, with parties that you've thrown, but it's, like, every couple that was diff mowing, I was just looking around like, you're welcome, you're welcome. You're like, you feel so powerful. You're like, I did this. Like, how many babies will be born nine months from now as a result? Or how many babies were party? swallowed at night? <laughs> <laughs> Questions. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> Ian and I went out last night for my birthday. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was a little worried because 
right before. So I recently bought um, like moist butt wipes. Ooh. Um, just as kind of like because you love yourself. Yeah, like just in case it's needed, like after poop, or just like to freshen up before going out if you don't have time to shower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yesterday, as I was going out, we were like, I was kind of rushing. We we're running late. I just like finished a paper, and I. I was like, I have to poop. And so I went, and I was wrong, and it was too early, and I shouldn't have forced it. And then it smelled so bad. The wipes came in handy. But I was terrified for the rest of the night that I smelled like the poop, and I kept asking everyone. I was like, do I smell like poop right now? And they were like, <laughs> they were like um, no. When did this happen? Um, when was I asking people? Yeah, because you didn't ask me. Mostly um, at Bob and Barbara's earlier in the day uh, before okay. we got there. Ian came out after clinical. I to celebrate my birthday. really like power through. He's I also a need a drink because I haven't drank since Saturday, so I obviously was <laughs> 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 withdrawing. To be clear, this was Thursday. Night. <laughs> this was Thursday. So last I actually week. wore compression socks during uh, clinical so that I could go out because on uh-huh. days that I don't wear compression socks, I like just my legs turn to jello and mm-hmm. I can't dance. So you're welcome. Thank you. Also, I just want to mention this that. Sean, who has been mentioned once before in this podcast for being useless, <laughs> I think our, our like heads bumped or something on the dance floor, and then he like would not shut up about me headbutting him, and I just want to set the record straight that I don't care, and maybe it wasn't You attacked purpose. him. Did I, I? Do you remember this happening? I don't. I was not me either, looking at anyone. I'm going to choose to say that it was on purpose, and he had it coming. <laughs> We should make an index. I feel like there should be an index for the whole series of, like, names we drop. Yes. And so it'd be, like, Sean Collins, like, episode two, Ian noted him as useless, episode whatever this is, <laughs> headbutted him. <laughs> um, Joyce, how was your day? Our producer, Joyce. It's pretty good. Um, Joyce looks fabulous today. She looks so great every, every day. day. She's my queen. I we had a meeting the other day in the DP offices, which is not somewhere that I ever go because I don't think it's dank. I don't yeah. like it. Um, but I got there early and I just like closed the podcast door, turned the lights off, and like tried to take a nap. But instead, ended up just like cruising grinder for an hour. Obviously, um, when I had a paper due, of course. And I was trying to get Dick to come to the DP office. Is that allowed, Joyce? I'm sure it's been done before. I'm sure. Um. But anyway. Next time. Next time we have a meeting. Yeah. All right. So who do we have as guests today? Um, we have Abby, our dear friend. Um, and we're going to be talking about coming out. Coming out. Yeah. Play that one song. I'm coming out. Can we get that choice? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have money for any, anything. We really don't. Cody's back for consent or no. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me yet again. I can't say I'm the most prepared I've ever been for this segment. Um, please forgive me, the listeners at home, but I'm it's really okay. excited. Cody, we know our listeners listen to it because you're on. So. Thank you, thank you. Sure. Um, I also know that your listeners listen <laughs> because I am on this show. So Any um, work you're willing to do, we're grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, 
So consent or no, we know the rules. And I think some of these are real moral tests. Like, we're going to find out what kind of trash you are, what your <laughs> values truly I are. Say, are we recyclable? I don't know. <laughs> I want to say that last time you said I would lose a friend for consenting to Selena Gomez. And I received a text from a friend <laughs> that morning. Like, that friend was me. Like, this is this has real world implications. It does. Like, you can't pretend that. This isn't a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is real. <laughs> this is as real as it gets. All right, hit us. Okay, so my first question, like, what is important to you? Consent or no, Solange or Beyonce? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what? It's a real thinker. I'm not even going to try to pretend to be someone that I'm not. (laughs) Obviously, I love Solange, but... I'm going to consent to Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. I could sit here and be like, oh, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. But after a lot I of I am thought, that girl right now. I am like <laughs> sitting here like, oh, this is so hard. Yeah. I didn't come here to throw some softballs, okay? We're playing real pitching, catching, baseball stuff, sports, words. Come on, Beyonce or Solange. Oh, shit. Consent to Solange, no to Beyonce. Only because when I'm working, I'm usually listening to Solange. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, though, that... So part of my daily routine is, like... Is I do really appreciate Solange. the mood that Solange provides. Uh-huh. But I think that Beyonce, with selected tracks, can also provide that mood. True. And the Oof. bump that Beyonce brings is harder to replicate with Solange. Okay, I changed my answer. Consent to Beyonce, <laughs> no to Solange. I I'm convinced. Thank you I'm, for bringing me to the light. I'm going to throw out my consent for Solange because I truly believe that, like, I think, like, Solange and I would, like, vibe a little bit better together. Like, like Solange feels more human. I think her for falsetto can heal your soul. Yeah, like, I feel like, like, she would, like, like, we would be, like, applying like, oil to each other's bodies and just feeling, like, inner peace together, which I think is what I want. I think you would meet as equals if you (laughs) met Solange, but if you meet Beyonce, like, you would... Yeah, like, she's a top. Beyonce's a top, for sure. That's for sure. Like, like a power top. Top on top. Top on top. (laughs) Yeah. We would have to rename this bottoms on bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Um, So what kind of trash are you? Tasty videos or BuzzFeed quiz trash? No and no. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, no yeah. and no, honestly. And I would admit if I was that kind of trash, but I really, I have no interest in either. Okay. I feel like personality test was like something that Jaren and I did like two summers ago. Right. It's over. Yeah, it's like, it would be like, which RuPaul GIF are you? Wow. And since then, I feel like I've moved on. Yeah. Well, I still haven't moved on from Tasty videos. Like, I would never cook anything they advertise to me because they're garbage, but... Like, Literally, puff pastry. <laughs> um, that's the only ingredient. Everything is just wrapped in a puff pastry. I feel like what is missing is that drunk auntie, like, personality of San- Sandra. Oh, you know I mean? From, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like there's nothing for me. If to, you don't like, know who Sandra is based on her first name, you shouldn't. You're listening to the wrong podcast, Yes, sis. you are. Like... <laughs> Sandra Lee from Sandra Lee's yeah. semi-homemade. Right. Semi-homemade, yeah, honestly. So I feel like that, there's nothing for me to track. Yeah, I, to track I think... No, I hear ya. I, and I think it's just, like, kind of lazy. But I I, I just like looking at food. Okay, that one didn't go over so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, un- believe it or not, all I have for you today. It's not great. I tried. 
I'm writing a thesis. Cry <laughs> <laughs> for help. Yeah, like I'm Someone sorry. Someone get into the vet. I'm though, sorry. Like. To the, I'm sorry to the people back home. Um, <laughs> it's not my finest moment. Um, and if you hear from me again, I'll do better. If you'll take me back. Cody looks genuinely distraught right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Bye. Welcome, Abby, to Bottoms on Top. Thank you, John. Abby is, I think, one of our most dedicated listeners. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't think I've listened to, like, the past two yet. That's okay. But when I, <laughs> when I do listen, I sort of, like, live tweet slash text to John yes. all of my reactions. I, oh my which God. I love. Which, like, <laughs> I want everyone listening to live text me or live email John loves at attention. That's, That's what yes. that means. <laughs> um, you cracked the case. <laughs> Um, so I, I always appreciate it. Um, so we're going to be talking about coming out today. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, coming out. <laughs> which is in the rear, I think we all have different perspectives because it's in my rear view mirror. Mm. Maybe we can start by defining what coming out means to each of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want to start, John? Sure. Okay. Um, so I think I I came out in ninth grade, and at the time I thought it was just like you tell everyone, and then it's over, and then mm-hmm. you're out, and you like you make one Facebook status, and that's it. Um, I didn't do a Facebook status, but oh, it's like more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the years have gone on, I've realized that it's an ongoing process. Um. Mm-hmm. And one that does not have to be as complete mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. I thought it had to be when I was in ninth grade. Yeah. What about you, Abby? Yeah, so John said it's like in his rear view mirror, but um, coming out is definitely right up on my windshield right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally get get the whole process thing. Like for me... For me, I don't feel like I have to, like, tell everybody. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a big deal in my life. It's just, like, the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the idea of, like, having to, like, sit my mom down or, like, sit my friends down and, like, have a conversation with them about my sexuality just, like, doesn't feel super natural for me. Mm-hmm. And it feels like something I'm doing for them and not for me. Mm-hmm. Um But I also recognize that I have, like, a ton of privilege because I don't present as queer in any way. So, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I definitely have a lot of agency about, like, whether or not I want to come out and to whom. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Mm -hmm. something I'm, like, still thinking about a lot. Like, I'm still very – Yeah. I'm still, like, very much in the process Mm -hmm. and, like, have new thoughts about it every day. So I don't have it super defined. I feel like I didn't have much agency in my coming out. I feel like people are always asking me or, like, asked me since – I don't know, like maybe middle school. So I feel like I spent a lot of time like, no, I'm not gay. Uh, Until I realized that I was gay. Um, Yeah. Um, I I agree. And I also think it's like, has to do with place and time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think I had a similar experience to you, Ian, where it's like in high school, Mm -hmm. it was, everyone knew like, or everyone like, knew, you know. thinks they know. Yeah. And so, it's, 
like not coming out would just I don't know. It it was it, like, almost didn't just like change a formality. Anything. Yeah. Honestly. Um Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do wish that like people would ask me mm-hmm. because I don't want to just like bring it up and be super self-centered and be like by the way, you know, but um like sometimes I want people to know but feel like it's like centering myself too much in a conversation or like sort of out of nowhere to bring it up. Really? Yeah. I feel like you, it's like one of those moments where you, it's totally appropriate to center yeah. yourself. Yeah. Maybe it's just been the context. Maybe. Or, like, if there's someone that I'm, like, kind of feeling, but, like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know? No, I get it. I wish they could just know so that I didn't yeah. have to, like... Yeah. That is... Like, I wanted to come out to my brother because I knew I knew he'd be cool with it, but then I just, like, never found the time. Like, when do you just, like, come out, you mm-hmm. know? So, I totally get it. I feel like the context is pretty important. Mm-hmm. How did you, to your brother? He asked me. He was like, why are you so involved in queer student groups? And I was like, um, because I'm queer... Hello. So it wasn't until college. Yeah, it wasn't until college. Yeah. One thing that's interesting to me, or that I've been thinking about in terms of coming out, is like um, the labels. I feel like in high school I was like, I'm gay, and then in college, in the first two years of, definitely first two years of college, I was like, no, I'm not gay. I'm just asexual. And then recently I've just been like, uh, whatever. Like, I guess I'm just queer. I totally feel that. That's, like, part of the reason that I have a really hard time mm-hmm. coming out to people is that, like, I don't think I found a label that quite fits me. Yeah. Like, recently I've just been, like, oh, like, I'm just not straight because that's, like, what feels right right yeah. now. And, like, I've taken days where, like, oh, this is, like, my pansexual day and, like, this is my bisexual day. And, yeah. like, like I've, like, tried, like, different and, like, this is my queer day and, like, nothing has quite sat so well for mm-hmm. me yet. So I'm still, like, playing around with the labels. And it's hard. Yeah. I feel like initial thinking about coming out feels so, like, final, you know you mean? Like, you yeah. have to, like, settle on a, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like, a title, or not a title, a label, or, like, identity, and then I feel like it's always, at least for me, shifting, so. Mm-hmm. I just know that I'm not straight. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Not that. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> not hetero. Um, I also, I feel like people don't talk about this a lot, but, like, coming out to yourself Oh my god, yeah. Mm. Was like I think maybe like way more important. Mhm. And mm-hmm. or like I forget about it because it was not an event. It was just something that happened in my head. Yeah. But like like I think I don't know. I think people always want there to be an event though. Yeah. Like yeah. people like are always asking like, "Oh, like when did you first yes. know? Like when was that moment when like you saw her and like, you know, and like I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really have a moment. <laughs> I I hate when people ask me that question. Yeah. I really do. Not like I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah. Like when I was 4 and watching Kenny on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Because I also think... Wait, that was your first crush, right? Yeah. I posted a picture of Kenny on John's wall just to see, like, who would get the reference to see the true listeners of (laughs) Bottom Hotel because I obviously trust issues. And only, like, 12 people liked it. And I'm so disappointed. Fake. Fake. Which one is Kenny? Um, Revisit his Facebook. He had, like, spiky hair. He wore an orange undershirt and, like, um, a green Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did he have frosted tips? No. I feel like I'm just, like, projecting that onto him. (laughs) (laughs) He had black hair. Such a classic, like, middle school math textbook. Yes. Like, outfit. You know what I mean? Like, in geometry. 
Um, Those kids that pop, would pop up. Yeah. Wow. We digress. Because <laughs> uh, I also, um, I think when people ask me, like, when did you know? It's uh, like, I don't know. I always, or like, I knew for a long time, but that's, I think, very different from admitting it to myself, mm, which is like a huge moment. Or like, I knew, but denied. Mm, and yes. then there came a time when I was like, why am I like trying to pretend like this is not the reality? And that was like maybe even more a sense of relief than when I was able to like say it to other people. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like coming out to yourself is like the hardest part, because I I think afterwards just like it's easier. Um, does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah, I think it also depends on like. Obviously, like, the context in which you grew up. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with, like, a lot of, like, queer folks or anything like that, at least, like, mm-hmm. in my immediate family or, like, my, like, preschool friends or, like, anything like that. But um, I know my mom was, like, always really open about, like, looking at women. And she'd probably kill me if I was talking about this on the podcast. But, like, she was always really open about, um, like, looking at women and, like, commenting on, like, women's bodies. And I think a lot of that, like, from her came from, like, a body-conscious place. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's sort of, like, sort of, like normalize the idea of like being attracted to anybody mm-hmm. um mm. so i don't know for me it wasn't like a huge like admission or anything it was just like i don't know mm-hmm. yeah maybe i'm downplaying this a lot but i've been very lucky that it hasn't been like a big uh, like a super big weight on me like obviously it weighs a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah one thing that happened um like, the first few years of college, as I was, like, questioning, like, whether or not I'm asexual, was, like, oh, my God, like, but I'm still, like, having sex with men and and all these things. Like, how, like, the degree to which you can be sexual and claim the, the label asexual, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I used to think about that so much. But now I think I just kind of moved beyond like, looking for a title that, or, like, a label that fits. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I need to, like, earn my title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, like, pretty fucked up. Like... It is. Like, I feel like I have to, like, have certain experiences to be able to, like, justify some certain title mm-hmm. or to be able to, like, come out to people or, like, tell them that yeah. I am a certain way. And just Like that, oh, I kiss a girl moment or, like... Yeah. I made out with a guy moment. Like, it just... It's weird. I also... I feel like I experienced that kind of, like... Like, older people, like, I, my friends would, like, tell me that their, like, older family members would say, like, oh, well, how does John know if he's, like, never whatever? And that's, yeah. like, a very... But I feel like people our age, for me, that was never really mm-hmm. an issue. And I can't speak to anyone's experience, but I feel like as, like, a gay male, it's something that's not questioned. But maybe, like, a queer female, people, I think, are quicker to doubt yeah. or, like, not mm-hmm. affirm... Also, I can only speak from my own experience, but I think, like, I don't know, for me, like, a lot of it also comes from that stigma that, like, oh, like, if you're into men and women, like, it just means that you're really horny or, like, some something you're like really that. Selfish. Yeah, or you're really selfish. Like, or like some for the rest of us. Yeah, and, <laughs> like... But please do. Yeah, I don't know, people, I just, I, and this also, like, stems from, like, my, like, internal bullshit, uh-huh. like... I just always have a fear of being invalidated or, like, someone not believing me just, like, at my word Mm. um, and having to, like, justify things with, like, experience. Um, 
so maybe that's why I've personally felt like I'm not like I don't have a right to like claim certain labels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's like shared among like like queer femme people. So, mm-hmm. um, did you plan to like go to the swing after you come out to her parents, or was that just something that just happened? Um, so that's a reference um, to when my mom talked about me coming out to her, yes. and I, um, I was not. Uh, so, so yeah, I told them on my way to like the bus stop, which was at a playground by mm-hmm. my house, and I don't, I don't know, I didn't feel super great mm-hmm. right after it happened. Like I kind of expected to, mm-hmm. uh, telling my parents, and so I think it was kind of like a little bit of a sad swing. Oh, um, was it the their response, or was it just like, or you didn't feel like a, a sensation that you thought you would feel when you came out? You know what I mean? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, my my mom tried to have like the talk with me, mm-hmm. like right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is not. This I, is not." I the was time. like, "Like the birds and the bees." Yeah, talk? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she had been wait, like clearly, like preparing, Uh-oh. which is like an important talk. Yeah. But she, and she was, and I am glad that she was waiting for me to like come into my identity right. before, like, having that talk, but it's not what I wanted to talk about mm. <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> it was kind of like, we're going to fast forward, we're going to skip yeah. over the acceptance part and talk about, like, the details, yeah. um, the how-to. Yeah. Yeah. My mom also was really into the how-to. Really? Like, so did you come out to your mom? I came out to my mom, okay. like, like, two weeks ago. Okay. Like, this is fresh. Yeah, like, like right post-spring break. Oh, someone... We got some snaps over there. <laughs> um, and she handled it, like, really well. But my mom's, like, a very inquisitive person. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she just, like, kept fixating on, like, the moment that it turns from, like, me looking and appreciating, like, someone's body into, like, wanting to make out with them or, like, wanting to have sex with them. Um, and she was, like, really fixated on that. And she just kept asking, like, so, like, when you look at, like, a woman that you're attracted to, like do you feel, like, the urge to make out with them? And she just, like, kept focusing sort of, like, on, on the mechanics, mm. which, like, it didn't it didn't bother me because, like, I, I know my mom and I love her and I knew it, like, came from a good place and, like, her trying to just understand um, because, like I said, like, she had, like, you know, always, like, looked at women's bodies, like, in appreciation. So I think she was just trying to understand, like, where the difference was from, like, how she perceived, like, sexuality versus me. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, she was pretty good about it. Like, mm. I asked her if she was surprised, and she was like, no. I wasn't, like, not surprised. <laughs> but I'm not surprised. It's just neutral. And I was like, okay, she's saying that just to, like, make me feel she better. She was definitely shook. She's saying, <laughs> right? she like, saying, like, she was neutral. Right? Like, like, that's what I think. But, like, I also, I don't know. I want to believe her. But I do feel like internally maybe she was freaking out. And maybe I should, like, follow up with her and be yeah. like, so... Um, Maybe she, she didn't know been. how to respond, you know what I mean? Like, she was okay with it, but she was like, I don't want to hurt Abby's feelings, so I'm going to put on this face or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? And I expected her to be surprised. Like, I've had, like, two long nice relationships. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, I've had two long-term relationships with men, so, like, mm. she knows nothing of this. So, like, right. I don't, like, I don't know. I, I expected her to be surprised. A mother knows. A mother knows. Maybe they do. You know, actually, on that topic, I feel like so many of my... Fr- so I'm not out to my parents, which is so funny because I feel like I'm the <laughs> loudest queer on campus. <laughs> actually, no. I think Sean is louder than me. 
Good for him. You're a loud queer on campus. But I am a loud <laughs> queer. I can claim that. And I'm not out to my parents. And a lot of my friends and, like, the um, men and boys I've dated, they're always like, don't you think your mom knows? Or don't you think your parents know? And I'm like, I don't think it's important to me that my parents know. Or, like, I don't know. There was, like, this BuzzFeed article that I... Th- oh, no, Huffington Post. Same mm. shit. No, maybe it's BuzzFeed. <laughs> Either one. It was, just, like, n- not the best you know, source of writing, but the, the writing itself was really good and talked about how, like, for so many of, like, the person, uh, the writers, people in the writer's life ask the writer, like, oh, like, when are you going to tell your parents? And that's, like, the first people that come to th- their minds in terms of coming out. And I feel like, I don't, I, I feel like I definitely thought about coming out to my parents, but I don't think I've prioritized or, like, I don't think I need to come out to my parents I don't know coming I know like coming out is like a very like again in the rare view because I've come out in high school but never came out to my parents and I told myself that I would come out to my parents after I graduate from college and I have a job but like that day's you know like Mm. I already have secured a job and like I know my starting date but now I'm like at what point post-graduation do I come out to my parents if I do I had a friend in high school who he's also a loud queer. Um, <laughs> hello, <but laughs> hello, fellow loud queer. <laughs> not out to his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about it one time, and he was trying to think of, like, when he would come out, and he was like, maybe after they, like, finish helping me pay for college, mm-hmm. or maybe never. Yeah, same <laughs> same exact thought. Yeah. Um, I think also something that I only recently have started to realize mm-hmm. is that, like, a lot of it is cultural mm-hmm. and like the idea that the coming out narrative is kind of like a white middle class like mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. And I think like also definitely like men centric. Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely. So. I don't know. I don't know. For me, like I almost feel like you were actually one of the first people I came out to, Ian. Really? I don't know. I don't even know. If you remember this, because I totally downplayed it. I feel like you must have, because... Did you not know until recently? I don't. I didn't know until recently. Okay, then maybe I didn't this know didn't until, even happen. I didn't know until <laughs> you started kind of, like, showing up to queer things. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I thought Baby that steps. maybe I meant to bring it up and okay. just didn't. Okay. But remember the time we ate Magic Carpet yeah. on, like, the Perlman Quad yes. steps? I thought that maybe I, like, low-key said the phrase, like, I don't quite identify as straight. I thought you did, and I was kind of like, oh, cool. like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And so, like, that for me felt, like, much more liberating oh. than, like, coming out to, like, a best friend. Because it was I was able to just, like, define myself to someone that I met that was new, oh. and I didn't have to, like, explain oh my myself. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever, like, told you, you that. I think you downplayed it, so I was like, oh, like, that's, like... Exactly. It's okay to be straight-ish or, like, not yeah. straight, you know, like... So... Yeah, I thought it was, like, a very, like, liberating moment oh, for me. And I don't think you. I ever told you that. Wow. So thank you for facilitating I, that. I did that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she did that. She did that. That's yeah. awesome. I also wondered about, like, um, not people coming out in college, because that's I think, to me, is very expected. Like, I feel like college is a time to come out because it's such a, like, short but, like, um contained fragment of your life Mm -hmm. but people who don't choose to come out in college i wonder like what's at stake or where they are in their 
um, queerness that yeah. like they choose not to. Yeah. I guess I can speak to why it took me so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also like super individualized to me and like my own experience, but I think it was just because I was like in long-term relationships for mm. most of college. Um, I actually came out to like my first, um, my first boyfriend. He was like pretty accepting, so that was cool. That's cool. <laughs> Go him. <laughs> um, in not many ways, but in that way. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I think like there was just like not necessarily a reason to and mm. like like I said like it doesn't feel like a super big deal internally like it just feels like the way I am mm. so I think I was just like waiting for like a reason mm. to come out and it happened to not happen until like mostly this year for oh, me wow. so John how was your coming out in Penn because I feel like a lot of Penn students what I've noticed is that at least for gay men I think that they've already come out in high school and they are more often than not like president of the GSA of their school or like you know very active in it or have built up certain level of comfort and then they come and I feel like they've been out but they have to come out again kind of but they're still like you know what I mean oh my god do you know what I'm saying yeah 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 um I actually I just remembered um (laughs) coming out to my freshman year roommate before we got to campus oh Jaren did that too it, it felt like something that I needed Mm. to do which looking back I don't know how I feel about that Um, (laughs) but I I messaged him just on Facebook and I was like hey just so you know like um, I'm gay like hopefully that's not something that makes you uncomfortable um, because I wouldn't want there to be tension Mm -hmm. Um, but I just wanted to let you know and he was like okay cool and I was like (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he was like, because I was very nervous about living with a straight man. I would be too. And then his next message was, by the way, so are there like cleaning ladies? And I was like, okay. oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, so I was in a quad and there are like two obvious straight guys and one obvious gay guy, like Nick Silverio. Like he does dance. Like if you like, find him on Twitter or Facebook, like, it's clear, like... Gay as hell. Gay as hell. Um, I borrowed his shoes for the drag show. And he... So, like, I knew that he was gay, uh, but I feel like, on at least, like, in high school, like, it wasn't obvious that I was gay. But he, like, saw that... He saw a profile, like, a description from my profile picture, like, me talking my eyebrows, and that that's when he knew that I was gay. So he, like, messaged me, and we lived in double together. I thought that was like such a sweet moment because like none of us had to, like neither of us had to come out but it would be kind of new coming in. Yeah. I don't know. I guess to anybody listening, I don't know if this is your viewer base at all, but like to anybody listening who's like also in like a weird like limbo, hazy, fuzzy, gray space, it's okay. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. So that I don't internally freak out. But it's okay. I think it is okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you for having me. This has yeah, been great. Great. I feel Bye like y'all. a celeb. Bye. Thank you for listening with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host, Ian John. We want to thank our intern, Diana, our wonderful producer, Joyce, Andrew Ellis, for providing our transition music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. We record in the Wexler Recording Studio in Kelly Ryder's house. 
And we want to thank, of course, the Daily Pennsylvanian for having us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to email podcasts at thedp.com. And we'll catch you all in two weeks. 